Welcome, everyone, to the first, possibly only episode of Cartridge Quest. <laughs> I'm here with Carmine and Matt, and we're going to talk about some games. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, we, we've been thinking about this for a while. The idea behind Cartridge Quest is to do kind of like an Oprah Book Club, but for, like, video games. So we're going to be playing games that we either haven't beaten or haven't played uh, and talk about them just a little bit. Uh, and hopefully maybe give you guys the itch to check the games out too. You're more than welcome to play along with us because we'll be picking the games the week before or the episode before. So you guys have time to play along with us. So uh, you can chime in uh, on the comment section on geekade.com on uh, Twitter. Or you can even just comment on our uh, website at www.geekade.com. But without uh, any further ado, let's talk about our first game today, which is Kirby's Dreamland by HAL Labs, uh, released in April of 1992. Uh, now, um, since this is the first episode, I, I, I know we were going to do something where we're going to preview the game on uh, on each at the end of each uh, episode. So we didn't do a preview episode for this one. So... Uh, what has your guys' experience been with Kirby before we uh, we played this? Um, well, I played... Uh, the only one I had played before this was... I think it's Crystal Charge for the N64. Um, yeah. Yeah, other than that, it was just really Smash Bros. with Kirby. I think that's the first time I played with him was in the N64 Smash Bros. Okay. So I didn't really know who he was. He was just kind of like this pink blob thing, and I thought he was just... I don't know, some kind of similar thing to Jigglypuff. Because um, they were kind of just like the two pink circles in the game. Kirby but, as uh, a Pokemon would be fucking mortifying. I know. Be like a cannibalistic really good. ditto. <laughs> yeah, the copy abilities. But yeah, so like, I guess I was kind of expecting to have copy abilities in this game, just because that's what's iconic about him. But... Surprise, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I ate something and then pushed down, just nothing happened. And I was just like, oh. You're like a regular person. You just yeah. eat it. Yeah, that's the end of it. Yeah, so I just like, I was playing this game and just ate stuff. And yeah, I realized how simple this game was once that happened. Because all you can pretty much do to attack stuff, I think, is, well, like puff out air or spit things back out i think yeah yeah so you you have two abilities uh well i guess main abilities is you can like puff up to fly around and you yeah. can ec- disperse the air um to like float back down or you can swallow something up and you could either eat it or spit it back out yeah so i don't know with this game going into it i i guess that was the biggest thing that kind of confused me but um a lot of the music was still there that's in a lot of uh, well, I assume it's in a lot of the other games, but it was in Crystal Shards and it was in Smash Bros. Like um, yeah, Cur- Kirby's green, always greens. had it. Yeah, yeah, green green, uh, green green something. I was gonna say yeah. green green hills, but that sounds like Sonic. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> dirty, dirty Sonic. We're not here to talk about you today, <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, so Matt, tell me a little bit about your experience with Kirby. Um, I'm actually trying to find the first Kirby game I played. It wasn't this one. I want to say it was um. Kirby's Dreamland, Kirby's Dreamland Three for Super Nintendo. Oh yeah, yeah that that was the kind of looked like a watercolor a little bit. Yeah, I feel like that's <laughs> it. But I mean, my memory is really friggin' bad. If you listen to me on other podcasts for Geek Aid, you'll know. Um, but uh, that being said, I know I played like there's like a Kirby pinball. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely yeah, was really Boy. popular. Yeah. yeah, I definitely played that because I'm a huge fan of pinball. Um, but as far as like the Kirby storyline and series and stuff is concerned, uh, I think it's only Dreamland 3. So this was kind of like, I, w- I was kind of anticipating this game when we talked about playing it. Because yeah. obviously, I, I, you know, as a wannabe filmmaker and stuff, I like to go back to the beginning and kind of get the origin, even if they're on systems and were made at times where um, storyline and character development and things like that weren't necessarily an uh, a concern so right you know right. where you look at something now with like super smash brothers you you know kirby has this ability because three games back and you know just like carmine was saying you know he was expecting to have the mimicking ability you know all that stuff that brings you up to speed to where you are today i like to go back to the beginning um and also i used to own a game boy but um i never got to play this for game boy so you know it was it was um welcomed i was ready to do it yeah they did a lot of stuff for kirby on the game boy they they had an arkanoid game for him uh which was really really cool that sounds Uh, cool yeah you mentioned the pinball which was neat uh he i believe he also had some sort of puzzle game on there as well Uh, and then you know you you branch off into the super nintendo he had a kirby's dream course which is like become a huge cult hit uh, now, so I, Kirby's become like a huge thing over the years. Um, but we're we're here to talk about the the OG one, which uh, I guess I'll give you guys a little bit of uh, knowledge on. It was released in uh, Japan April twenty seventh, nineteen ninety two. Uh, North America August first, uh, nineteen ninety two. Developed uh, by Hal Labs, designed by Masahiro Sakurai, the Masahiro Sakurai. That's uh, the guy who. Yeah, in charge of Smash Brothers. This is uh, also his baby in one of his first games. Uh, and the programmer was uh, Satoru Iwata, which uh, is our uh, late president of Nintendo. He's uh, gone now. Yeah, but uh, his, uh, his work still lives on, uh, especially in this game. Uh, the composer uh, was uh, Jun Ishikawa, which I sounds familiar. I believe uh, that is a person who's definitely done other things. Uh, I just don't have anything in front of me listing that, but I believe that's a very notable person down the line. Uh, we'll have links to their uh, their wikis in the show notes if you guys want to do any research on your own. Um, some other notable things, uh, some releases that came out around the time, just to keep your uh, perspective about the this game uh, compared to what was out at the time. Uh, releases this year were Mega Man 3, Metroid 2 Return to Samus, uh, R-Type 2, and Super Mario Land 2. So Kirby kind of had some competition going on uh, this year. Those are a lot of uh, big games because one of the biggest things that stuck out to me, I guess we'll just jump into the game now uh, since this is uh, Kirby's if, first title. If I um, may, if I may yeah, for one ahead. second, I'd be remiss as part one half of uh, the Waveback podcast if I didn't say that June's credits essentially are all the music composition and sound composition for essentially every single Kirby game that's ever been released pretty much exclusively. I'm, I'm just doing a quick, um, a quick search. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Save, save me a search of doing it. So. <laughs> so pretty much everything that June, he has worked on is smash brother, uh, excuse me, Kirby. And then of course his stuff was used for smash brothers okay. uh, as well. So there you have it. Which okay. makes sense because it was all Hal Laboratory, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hal uh, Hal had control of uh, Smash Brothers for a, a right. very long time with good reason. They do good work, so yeah, <laughs> why clearly. why change it? 
Um, so, uh, talking about this game, uh, just even looking at it from the beginning, the the graphics are very very detailed and sharp. Just for you know that that monotone green screen uh, going on. Or was that like a two by two screen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know they they fit a lot into it going on. And it runs fairly well for um everything you got going on there. Would you would you guys agree with that? Um, I mean, there's a little. What do they call that when stuff disappears? I know there's a term when there's too much going on on the screen and stuff disappears. I, I like the way you said it, where there's too much going on. <laughs> yeah. The screen stuff disappears. <laughs> there's, we'll go with that. There's a term that uh, really, like, into the know and, and like, diehard gamers use. Whatever that is. Uh, when when the screen does get a little overrun, it can get a little uh-huh. choppy. Right. Um. But Yeah, but I agree- once or twice. Yeah, I'll agree with you for the most part. Like, everything ran smooth. I'm surprised at the level of detail for such a small... Uh, yeah, it, it had a really good, like, shading. Like, I'm looking at... um. Forget what his name is, but like the big tree boss guy. Yeah. Oh, uh, Wispy Woods. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got like some pretty cool shading on the sides of him and stuff, which is like pretty detailed for just not a Game Boy Color game, just a Game Boy game. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's crazy to even think that um, you know, while while this was out, um, Kirby's Adventure, the one on the Nintendo, uh, which actually brings in the copy ability, only came out. I believe less than a year later. Uh, we're talking like months later. Really? It was out. I didn't yeah. know that. Uh, we, I, I guess they had them in development at the same time. Uh, yeah. But uh, Kirby's, Kirby's Adventure, Adventure came out in March of '93. Really? I thought. Yeah. It, uh, well, no. Yeah, that's that's less than a year later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, it's it's just interesting to see. Um, the you know comparison between the two obviously you know the nintendo entertainment system is a much more popular system but they they did a lot because i mean the game looks the same it's just one's black and white and the other one's color at that point i mean i'm i'm generalizing a bit but sure you know it's not like um what's the best uh, analogy i guess uh uh the nes uh, Metroid compared to the um the game boy metroid there it doesn't they they Kirby looks far similar in this than Samus and uh, Samus and Samus do. Samus and Son. But yeah, I I mean, you get what I'm saying. Obviously, there there was some time in between those because I believe the original Metroid came out way early on in the uh, the Nintendo cycle, and um, the. Return of Samus came out this year, so yeah, you know, there's there's a big space of time there. But yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to see that they they really did. It looked like pushed the Game Boy rather hard. Or this year, it looks like they pushed the Game Boy hard because all the titles that I mentioned, Mega Man Three, Metroid Two, R Type Two, <laughs> Super Mario Land Two, all have like incredible graphics. So it, I guess, this is closer to the uh, end of the Game Boy's life cycle. So you know, you're getting a lot of these AAA games that really really are taking advantage of the hardware at that point uh yeah i i I don't ever have like i said at the jump i don't have a lot of face time with the actual game boy itself so anything i play on the game boy is always going to be emulation and um my ignorance just assumes that emulation is like you know pretty much a one yeah one-to-one copy correct yeah so yeah that being said uh I was impressed, though, again, about the graphics, the smoothness. I was impressed with the animation, actually. 
There's a yeah, lot of little yeah. animations and things that really like, for lack of a better term, like tickled my fancy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, when Kirby lands, he does like a bounce, doesn't he? Like he it does depends. like a bounce. Roll. If you're like if you're like falling from the sky, I notice he like does like a little dive. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like it completely changes his animation, which I thought was like sick. That yeah, was just you, like crazy. And then if you if you bounce, that's the thing is like you can kind of like if you let's say you misjudge a, a platform jump and you right. fall short, you bounce off of it. Yes, and, yes, as opposed exactly. to just like hitting it and falling straight down like a brick. Yeah, and you know that that's extra detail. You know, we a lot of people think of that, and you know they see it, and they're like, "Oh, that's that's not that yeah, big of a deal." Taken but, for granted, yeah. But, but yeah. that that is a big deal. Someone went into the game and had to make those frames for him to do that. That's not just something that just comes naturally. It, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't an accident. You know, and so. you know, it kind of it kind of goes back to what Matt was saying with how many things are happening on screen. That's just more data and more sprite work that has to be implemented into oh, something as small as the Game Boy to mm -hmm. like yeah. run correctly. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I so it's also no. an attention to detail too. Yeah, right. yeah. I, I feel like I feel like the people who made these animations and were and were making these games were like, uh, you know, how come they don't do this stuff? Because at this point, we have several systems out and running and, and going strong. So here you are on this new platform-ish, and you're saying like, well, well, why can't we just have them, you know, bounce off? Why not? What What's it hurt to throw that extra, you know, six mm -hmm. animations in there or whatever? I, I speak completely out of you know, ignorance because I don't know the amount of work it takes to make, you know, that bouncing animation. Well, I, I mean, it's it's more or less like a, uh, I guess, sort of like a cartoon. You know, they got to, it's how many frames per second that's sure. going to be uh, showing up, you know, and you got to fill in those frames to what Kirby's going to be doing. And then, you know, it's all about more or less, I guess, just activating that specific function when, you know, he's going to collide with an object or, you know, he's descending towards the air in a negative direction. All of those things play into it more or less. I mean, I'm going off of my very limited knowledge of game design, but it's, it's something along those lines where like, you'd have to create like that animation set and then activate it. But right. again, I, I'm, I'm, simplifying things yeah. things are much easier now than they were back then i'm sure this is way more difficult to explain almost, almost 30 years ago yeah. yeah yeah whatever you know programs they were using actually 30 back years then. more 30 than years yeah almost 40 uh, all right so we 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 mentioned it briefly but uh no copy ability was this like a big letdown for you guys <laughs> well it i guess i was just assuming it was there and that's why it felt like a letdown because okay. if I wasn't just assuming and I had known before, obviously it wouldn't really bother me. But um, I mean, I quickly got over it. It's not like I was traumatized. <laughs> I can't play this game; it is crap. <laughs> yeah, I can't copy. Well, but I guess I I thought I was playing. I was gonna play one kind of game, and I wasn't. So it was just as simple as that. Okay. Um, okay. And I I think um, one thing you know I played Crystal Shards a lot when I was little. So one of the big things was kind of just seeing what every ability was that was part of the charm of the game mm. um so i think factor. i was just yeah i wanted to see what each enemy was gonna kind of grant kirby like what kind of ability um and in even in crystal shards i think there's like an enemy or two that don't give you any ability so like the first enemy like i swallowed him and i was like oh i guess he just doesn't have an ability that <laughs> <I> went on <laughs> to like the next one and obviously it didn't either and i was just like oh I quickly realized it wasn't just, in the just game eating at all. everything. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very insatiable marshmallow. Um, I mean, yeah, why not? Yeah, you know? I, I, I guess it just changed to spitting everything out at <laughs> everything. <laughs> it's a very picky eater. Yeah. Um, oversimplifying Kirby Adventures. He's a very picky eater. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with Carmine on this one. I, I vaguely remember him being able to have abilities. Like you said, you swallow an enemy and, and you gain some kind of ability. But when I... It almost didn't even occur to me until midway through the game. And I said to myself, oh, you know, I, I, I swear there was a way to like this flying thing should allow me to fly or this yeah. fire thing should allow me to spit fire or something. And uh, I, it didn't even dawn on me until midway through the game. And I was like, oh, whatever, you know. And like you said, like, it was, oh, OK. And you just move on. It, yeah. didn't, it didn't affect me either way, gameplay wise. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, I, I I didn't have too many big expectations. Uh, I think that's kind of my um, go-to emotion when I play what is now affectionately referred to as retro games. Um, you know, I, I don't really have any big emotion tied to a lot of them because I didn't really get an opportunity to play a lot yeah. of particular games growing up. You know, I, I had my, you know, 10 or 20 games and then Maybe I borrowed one or two from a friend over time, but I I don't really have a lot of emotional attachment to some of these, to most of these, really. So it Fair was enough. it was more about like, I don't want to say like, a, oh, I had this job to do for this show because I definitely enjoyed the hell out of this game. Mm -hmm. um, but it was just like, OK, sit down and play it, you know, and, and just, you know, what. And that was a, that was the upside to is having never played it before. You're getting like my adult uh, initial reaction to a game I've never played before. No, I got you. It makes sense. Um, so you and 5.13 million people also enjoyed this game. That's, that's a lot of people buying <laughs> That is game. a lot uh, of people, yeah. Well, Kirby's um, very beloved. Yeah, he is. I Well, I mean, especially for a first um, expedition out, that's that's an impressive number of games sold for a title. But I mean, you know, if, if the game's good, <laughs> you know, there's uh, no reason not to like it. So um, besides that, the game that you know we noticed is super short uh I, mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys but i i beat the game in i probably under two hours yeah uh, same here i give or take and, yeah yeah so i did that take away from it for you or you know were you still happy i mean obviously if i i have this game on a cartridge and it, like i paid maybe ten dollars for it but when it came mm -hmm. out it was probably 30 40 bucks mm -hmm. uh, i i think Game Boy games were like thirty, I want to say, so it was probably thirty bucks. Yeah. Would would you have been upset, you know, with someone paying thirty dollars and then you getting this as a kid? As um, a as a kid, I don't know. Um, like as a kid, see, going back to what I was saying before about games back then, character development, storyline, stuff like that being kind of like a secondary thing to the fact that you can control this avatar on a screen and blow dudes up or whatever the case may be. Um, I don't know that like game time was even a thing as well because I mean some games you go back and play them now as an adult and they're just hard they're just still uh, intrinsically hard um, yeah and I feel that as a kid I wouldn't have cared I would have been more blown away that I beat the game just in general because I still kind of have that now I'm like holy crap I just beat that game because um, I didn't have a lot of luck with that as a kid or skill should I say um but as an adult who pays bills and has rent and buys groceries 
if I paid $30 for that and, you know, I got two, two and a half hours of gameplay out of it, I'd be really upset. Um, cause nowadays, you know, content is king and like, you know, as audience members, we want full on entertainment. We want great story, we want great graphics. We want great gameplay. Well, I, I, I also feel like time as an adult is kind of linked to money. So how far can your dollar go? <laughs> no, so I'm, like, sure. Sure. Right. I mean, you think about it, you download something on Xbox one, PlayStation network, whatever, and it's 30 bucks and you only get two hours worth of gameplay yeah. out of it. You're going to be really mad. Yeah, exactly. So, so childhood me wouldn't have been mad at all. I, I just would have been happy. I beat the game, but adult me is like, thank God I bought this, you know, raspberry Pi because <laughs> I paid like a penny for the game, let's say, and I got a penny's worth of gameplay perhaps. And that's not to detract from the actual game itself. Right. Just we're talking about the amount of time you put into it. Uh, I would I would say like if I played this as a kid, I I probably I enjoyed it a lot playing it just recently. But as a kid, I probably would have enjoyed it a bit more. Um, just because I would have had it in the Game Boy, and I would have, you know, it. I feel like it's the kind of game that I would have played several times. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think this game kind of calls back to kind of like almost an arcade era like it has a i think it has a high score in it right on the bottom yes um which is you know that's archaic by today's standards nothing really has that except like fighting games but um i think little me would have enjoyed seeing that score go up whereas like present me doesn't care at all mm -mm. um so i guess like fighting for something like that when i was little would have been entertaining on like a larger scale but um like you said, it didn't really deter much that I played it now. Um, I think, if anything, the length of it was more enjoyable. It was kind of, like, short but sweet. I can see that. Um, I think because my attention span has gotten smaller with the <laughs> crazier <laughs> things that happen in games nowadays. Yeah. Um, so not to say that I was, like, wishing it would end because I enjoyed it a lot. But uh, I think it was... You know, maybe it could have had like another level or two, but not too much further than that would have been pushing maybe it. Maybe keeping, yeah, would have been keeping my interests would have been debatable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, uh, when we uh, brought up this game, I was thinking about uh, mentioning Kirby's Adventure instead, but Kirby's Adventure is a much longer game. Okay. Like there, there's a lot going on, and uh, I don't, I don't know necessarily that it's harder, but um. Yeah, I I just I I thought this would be like a nice way to kind of ease everyone into this rather than going into like a, a longer game. Yeah. Um. So, what do you guys think of the bosses? Because uh, I I thought they you know they're radically different than each other, and uh, so are the levels. Uh, when you think about it, you know they're all differently themed levels and stuff. There's a lot going on. I, I thought they were all very interesting. Uh, I'm trying to remember some of the bosses. We had uh, Wispy the, Woods tree uh, guy, right? Yeah, the the Wispy mm -hmm. Woods. Uh, there was the bomb guy. Yeah, uh, there's Lolo and I can't remember his companion's name, but the guys that were pushing, pushing around the, the box. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that was my favorite boss. I thought that was kind of the coolest. Um, they so, were kind of like adding an element of like puzzle. Yes. To it. Yes. Because yeah. it, it wasn't as easy as just kind of. I think you fight one of them alone at one point or something. That's like a mini you, boss or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like really quick, and then you end up fighting like there's two of them. Isn't it Lolo Lo and La La La, something like that? Yeah, I believe so. They uh, Lolo had his own game, I think. So, oh, did he? 
That's pretty cool. Yeah, hang on. I'll, well, you keep talking. I'll, I'll look it up. Okay, pull it up. Um, yeah, I just thought it was cool because I was trying to figure out how to beat them without getting hit because I would stand in front of them while they were pushing the block. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Get, yeah, get a square in my mouth and then spit it at them, but then they'd like smack me on their way across. Yeah, and then you couldn't hit them, yeah. Yeah, so it was kind of cool to find like a way to not get hit in that to navigate deal, that. yeah which was just for me i don't know if you guys did this but i went behind them and you can suck up the square and then yeah, spit that's, it back that's what them. i did oh yeah which was pretty cool yeah it, it, it <laughs> took me a while to realize that so i didn't um, so i didn't know that so i would i would suck the square like okay if they were like two things apart i would suck the square from off of them drop down to an empty right. shelf let them pass and as they passed again if they passed overhead i'd Pr- jump up and shoot and it behind them. Hit them, yeah. Hit them in the back. Yeah, yeah I guess I, mean, I, I took I a longer road. A yeah, there um, was the um, there was the uh, cloud with the cannon. You remember that boss? Oh like a yeah, flying uh, that, stage. that was actually a very uh, interesting level because uh, all of a sudden you just go to flying, which the entire game is not like that. You know mm-hmm. that that's a radical departure. So you're you're essentially you know, throwing a whole new way to play the game into this level. And I was like, wow, that's that's really cool for a Game Boy mm-hmm. game to, yeah. you know, throw all, not throw the mechanics away, but to essentially introduce, like, an entirely new thing going on. Yeah, I mean... Oh, you, you, you the s- blimp thing, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah is that like a weird what blimp it was. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. like, a cannon or whatever. You, I mean, you you see that nowadays, you know, you, you very easily could think of things like... um like Star Wars Battlefront, where you're a you know a ground trooper, and then all of a sudden you you could be in a Tie Fighter or an X-wing yeah. or whatever. So, you know, it's it's not so terrible, and and to have the ability to do something different, like Dean, like you said about um each level was relatively different from each other. You know, there was that one level I think uh, you're in a temple or a, a pyramid of some sort, and you have to pass through all these doors. So you have to just find like the right doors combination yeah. to get through to get to the end to fight whatever boss was waiting for you so that's that's totally different because essentially they add this maze element as opposed to a 2d left to right scroller platform yeah yeah i mean yeah. to be honest that aspect of the game i could kind of take or leave um i i know it's cool but i don't think it was the maze portion yeah because right. i it, it was like that in every level you know you go in one door you go out another and, like, you'd be in this totally different spot. Mm-hmm. And, well, you know, that could add different um, art aspects to the game. Because things did change every time you went through a door. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even in the first level uh, with the woods, you know, you're outside in one. You go through a door. You're on the inside of a tree going up. You go through the top of it. Then you're outside on top of the tree, which it's neat. But uh, I found it a little confusing at times. Um, going through the the doors that way, it was a little disorienting. Especially sometimes you had to backtrack through them if like a, one of the doors was just for a power up. Um, yeah, I'm, but I think that's the I'm, I, you know, you that's your opinion. You're entitled to it, obviously, and I'm not trying to um like fight your opinion. You know, you, you, I think the reason they did that is just to give you a little bit more of like this isn't gonna be you know a straightforward game. And maybe maybe they were banking that it would take you a little longer so that the game wasn't two hours. It was two and a half hours because you had to backtrack a bunch of times or whatever. Sure, yeah. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're not wrong. Uh, also, the, that uh, game with Lolo in it was called The Adventures of Lolo. Wow, who saw that coming? Very fitting. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I, I mean, I'm, what else would you call it? It's a blue ball. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the Adventures of Blue Ball. 
Well, that just sounds like <laughs> something else entirely. Yeah. I don't get it. Sure you don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but to, to kind of go on what Carmine was saying before, I thought I thought a lot of the, uh, I liked a lot of the bosses, actually. Um, Lolo and La 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 were great. The, like you said, the puzzle element to it, not just a straightforward, like, you know, hit it a bunch of times in this one area, it dies, we move on. Um, I loved, absolutely love uh, Wispy Woods. I love just the design of it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And and I think uh, really quickly, uh, was it Kirby's Nightmare for the Super NES? It they, they revamped all the graphics. It was Kirby's Dreamland, but just revamped. And the graphics look amazing for wispy woods like like if you think it looks good in the game boy it looks then it's going to look amazing on the uh on uh, kirby's nightmare um this guy up i even like the you know i get a little annoyed at the older games because they do the boss rush at the end like you've beaten all the stages and now you're about to fight the main baddie and then you do a boss rush yeah i I didn't like the boss rush i feel like this wasn't the right game like a boss rush yeah maybe maybe what you said before if they attacked on one more level instead of a boss rush yeah that would have i think worked better Uh, i mean i don't as 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 a fan of boss rush i'm not um but it's whatever i recognize that it's kind of part and parcel to the Mm. the time um of, of video game making but it was whatever and it was you know there's a little bit of um sense of accomplishment i think for me at least in the boss rush, it's like, oh, I beat all these already. I can beat them again. And like, and now because I did low, 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 and la, 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 I figured it out the first time. I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. And like, you, right. whip, you whip through it and whatnot. But um, back to the, uh, the kind of half the question, which was level design being very different. I appreciated that because, you know, again, you play the same left to right platformer, side scroller. It's like, okay, great. You know, like I loved um, Dragon Boy. No, Monster Boy. Uh, dragons the dragon's trap thank you dragon's trap i think it was a fantastic game the 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 remake with the hand-drawn animation but essentially it's a left to right scroller um and that can get tiresome so it was nice to have a little bit of flying a little bit of maze element um i think it lent itself to a fun overall like that's my overall of this it was a fun game yeah i almost felt like this game was I mean, and it probably was. It was partially like an experiment with just like a new IP. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kind of just gave you five slightly varying levels and some bosses and whatnot to kind of, I guess, like gauge reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously it spoke for itself with how much it sold, um, which worked out very well. Um, <laughs> I do I do want to jump back to just bosses really quick and talk about King DDD. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it let's do it yeah because <laughs> oh, he like he actually like killed me several times which was a pain of but, course um, yeah he, he killed me too um i'm not a i'm not ashamed to admit it because yeah. oh i i lost the, it took me a while to figure out what was like the patterns and things well it's funny how i like i couldn't even figure out how to like damage him um and what actually led me to realize it was playing <laughs> playing so much smash bros i knew that like Whenever DD does a move that like emits stars in Smash Bros, they count as projectiles. Mm-hmm. So that's what led me to believe that they're like projectiles in this game, and that like that's what you have to use to hit him, like suck them up and spit them back at him. Um, See, which yeah, I thought it was cool. That's like a nice touch in Smash Bros that that transferred over. 
Right. And like I said before, going back to the beginning, why do characters do the things they do now? Oh, it's because, you exactly. know, yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was interesting because I this is an old school boss fight. Nothing's explained to you. No, there's yeah. no hints, no tips, no mm-hmm. nothing. So, you know, you're left to come for up yourself. with Yeah, yeah. You're you're left to try and come up with a strategy to defeat him on your own. Like uh for a while, uh when he's charging at you, I didn't know how to get away from that because if you jump into the air, he he ends up like kind of following you and if you like don't try if you try to just move back he just keeps walking towards you and then what i finally found out is there's like a frame where you can jump and that's where he'll end up like stopping and then you can end up just kind of like backflipping and getting whatever um star that he has or that that he's going to hit with this hammer yeah and like Figuring all that stuff out was pretty cool because uh, I, I I mentioned it just a second ago. A lot of games like go through a terse amount of tutor- tutorials to you know yeah like get you up to speed with well, especially how... now nowadays oh yeah like, they're yeah. crazy yeah. and you know back then it wasn't it was just hey there's this pissed off pang when he's got a hammer <laughs> maybe you should do something about that go deal with him yeah. in a in a boxing robe or yeah. What I can On only top imagine. Of a mountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was Carmine? What was it you said? You said to us off uh, off air about that. You said something. Wow, I, was, I was just like, like who who has a boxing ring on top of a mountain with no audience? It's just like... <laughs> and the answer was King DDD. Yeah. <laughs> it's dumb. Uh, Dean, you said you could backflip, and the only thing I could think was you can backflip. I I mean I I don't know if I call it like a backflip but like yeah you can you can maybe he was floating at this point but i could have sworn he did like a little animation where like mm-hmm. if you hit back uh and you weren't like um what do you call it um inflated he'd like kind of flip backwards mm. uh, i could be wrong um, well i i kept i and i told you this i had a lot of problems um so my raspberry pi is fairly new which means my controller is really new um so i was using the d-pad for it and uh Every time I jumped, I don't know if it's me, just like with my big fat thumbs, or uh, if if it's the control pad that it's like still kind of stiff. But every time I jumped, I always inflated, and it would screw up any kind of patterns I had forming, especially with King DDD, because you know, like you said, he smashes the hammer, the stars come out, and that's your sole, um, uh, what's it, sole source for attack. So every time he did that, I'd be up in the air and I'd just be cursing. Like, you know, that's not what I meant to do. <laughs> and so, you know, it took me a, it took me probably twice as long to beat King DDD as maybe one of you guys. Just because either my controller or my fat thumbs or I'm just dumb. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever it was. It just it was just a pain in my ass. Your fat Vienna sausage fingers. Oh, <laughs> I'm so fat and full of chocolate. <laughs> Oh boy! All right. Um. So, we would you guys recommend the original Kirby to someone to play? Is this worth someone's time? Is there enough here to warrant someone playing this? Obviously, for us, you know, it was it was fun to look back at uh, Kirby and like his original iteration for a game. Do you think uh, other people would appreciate it the way we did? Uh, I mean, like for the average person or like someone who who plays video games, but you know, maybe they're not like 
playing video games every day, I would probably advise they skip it just because this is probably something that a lot of people already kind of played just because it's kind of just a side scroller uh, where you're just going along. It's pretty short um, and you're just kind of just getting from point A to point B. There's nothing that necessarily sticks out too much by today's standards. Um, so for kind of just like the average gamer or someone, but I, I would probably say no, but um, someone who plays games a lot, I would definitely tell them to look back and kind of see what this game did for other games. Because I think that's the more important thing that this game carries nowadays than how it stands the test of time. Um, so I guess I'd recommend it to a certain person, but uh, to like the average gamer, probably not. Just because there's so many 2D side scrolls out of there out, that exist out there, and they've probably basically played this game already for the most part. Um, I I kind of will disagree and kind of mm -hmm. agree. Like I'm a fifty fifty. Uh, like I, I agree with half of what you said, but I disagree with half of what you said. Mm -hmm. Um, I would recommend this actually across the board. Um, the only person I don't think I would recommend it to is like the modern day like. Uh, major league gamer because they just will not have the time or the patience or the care for it I think anyone who's a gamer I'll agree with what you said like there's a good chance that if you're a gamer if you consider yourself a video gaming uh, person you've probably actually played the IP you probably already played the title but if you haven't like I feel, I feel if you haven't you should definitely play this there's a lot of elements that I, I wrote some notes on that I didn't actually bring up in the episode but now is probably the best time to bring them up um mm -hmm. For me personally, there's a lot of little things in this game that have such great charm that I feel like, um, you know, modern day gaming, a lot of it is, you know, obviously right now, the big on trend is uh, battle royals. So it's just, you know, 1v99, a squad of three, whatever it is. Yeah, and there's, just, there's a couple of them now, right? Yeah. More that are like really famous. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's just like shoot each other, get to the top of the mountain, big deal, right? Right. But something like this is a huge departure, huge change of pace. I mean, it's the original because now all the battle royals, you know, they all stem from this kind of stuff. You could probably trace this lineage. But the things that I didn't get to talk about that I thought were very great about the game. For example, I wrote a note here. There's a lot of humor in this game. Almost feels like it was made for adults. So, like, there's cutscenes in between each level to, to kind of, like, preview um, what level's coming up. And there's a lot of little like funny hokey things and it like it almost reminds me like Kirby's antics in these little cutscenes remind me of things like old Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin, um, Harold Lloyd. I think that's mm -hmm. Harold Lloyd. You know, and these because obviously it's it's silent film, so to speak, yeah. these cutscenes. So I, I that that plays to my sensibilities. Cause I love I love those guys, Charlie Chaplin and, and Buster Keaton, certainly Buster Keaton. So I thought it was a lot of fun. There's some animations we had talked about before. I mentioned he bounces off of things. But actually, I don't know if you guys saw this, but if you pause the game and you let it sit for 30 seconds, Kirby does a little dance while he's waiting for you to come back. You know, it's funny you brought that up because I thought I was just hallucinating. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's... Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I think I think I paused it and I was on my phone and in like the corner of my eye, like I saw something move. I, by the time I looked up, he wasn't moving anymore. So I was like, but see, am I just seeing things? I think that is so brilliant because that's exactly what happened to me. I received the text. So I paused the game. You know, my wife texts me or whatever. And I text her back. 
and I see something out of the corner of my eye. I look up and I catch the literal last frame of the dance and I go, wait a second. So I unpaused and paused again and I waited and I saw him dance and I was like, dude, that's great. I miss that stuff in video but, gaming. But it's it's funny to think like at, at the, when this game came out, it was for the Game Boy. If you pause the Game Boy, you're not going to look at it. You put it aside or something. Right. So like right, the yeah. odds of somebody actually seeing it would actually be very small. And and that's the and, and that's kind of the charm of right, it all. Exactly. I, it's it's almost like an Easter egg, and I'm a fan yeah. of Easter eggs and stuff like that. But what I was saying, what I just got was just about to jump into is I I missed that like like you remember games like Earthworm Jim, Sonic the Hedgehog. If you didn't pause the game and you let them stand there, they would do things like like Sonic would look at you and tap his toe like, "Come on, I want to get going." Earthworm would do some kind of funny animation where he would like I don't know, pick his nose or twirl his gun or something. And it was little things like that. Like we said before about. The animation of bouncing off the someone took care someone took time to make that and there's like a little level of humor to that too if you ask me and i think that this game again it has a lot of charm and i think if you if you want something that's fun and it's quick it's like it's like a chocolate chip cookie you know like you don't really need it but you kind of want it and you're gonna have one or two or ten and i think as a gamer you know maybe as a palate cleanser maybe it's just something to like distract you for the two hours it takes to play this game i think it's worth playing so and and this is coming from someone who's never played this before who's never you know I, I don't really like going back and playing old games that i've never played before because as carmine said uh time equals money so as an adult i've got a lot of stuff going on in my personal life so if i'm going to spend time playing a game i want it to be good now, that's not to say I'm going to be a snob and say, no, I'm not going to play that game because I heard it was bad, you know, whether it's for this show or whatever. If someone's like, no, nah, dude, you should really give it a go. I'll give it a go. Mm -hmm. So as far as the whole book club idea aspect of this podcast, I, I would say take two hours. You got an emulator. You got a, a way to play it. You got the original cartridge. Hell, just, just play it. Take the two hours and play it. I, I mean, I think at worst you'll get a couple of uh, chuckles out of it. I laughed. I laughed at the animations, like I said, the cutscenes and stuff like that. Uh, at best, I think you'll really enjoy it. So, yeah. Uh, I kind of fall in between you two guys. Um, so I, I think it is worth playing. However, I don't think it's going to entertain everyone, uh, mainly because it's so short of a game, and I feel like some people will look that up and be like, well, what's the hell's the, even the point of doing this? I mm -hmm. think there's a big point to doing this, mainly because if you enjoy Kirby, this was something, you know, in the yesteryears that gave birth to something much larger than it was then. You know, Kirby's an icon now. He's up there yeah. with, you know, Mario and Sonic and Pokemon and all that. He's just as big as they are. Um... And uh, speaking to that, I would say maybe if you wanted something with a little more meat on its bones, you can always go play Kirby's Adventure because it's more or less the same mechanics and stuff. Uh, it is a little bit longer, and you do get the copy ability. So I would say maybe if you don't want to play the first one, the second one kind of hit its stride for what future Kirby games would be. But, I mean, I think just from, you know, a historical standpoint, it's cool seeing this game and, you know, their vision for what Kirby would become. And, I mean, cards on the table, 
Kirby hasn't become much more than this. Not in a bad way. Like, Kirby's still a 2D scroller with different, like, control elements here and there and stuff, but he's still a little pink blob that sucks things up a lot of the time and copies <laughs> abilities. That's that's what he's good at, so. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, they've definitely done some different stuff, like uh, Kirby Epic Yarn was uh, something crazy. Kirby's Rainbow Curse, I believe it was called, for the Wii U was something else, but... Yeah, you know, Kirby's been through a lot of stuff. He's done a lot of really cool things. And I think seeing where he started either on the Nintendo or the Game Boy is uh, is a cool thing to witness, especially with the star-studded development team that was on this. Really, um, yeah. Between, you know, uh, the composer, the programmer, and the designer, that that's a team that went on to do i mean ishikawa is probably the 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 least accredited here but you know uh, owada and sakurai are like two very big names in nintendo's like history so you know seeing like oh hey they did this project together way back in 93 (laughs) and oh it turned out to be like one of the landmark things for nintendo look at that (laughs) one of their like pillar uh ips yeah, yeah. So, all right. I mean, that that's cool. We got we got a nice like spread of opinions here, which is neat. Uh, so, Carmine, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell people what we're gonna be playing next week? Or well, not next week, but uh, next episode. Next time. Uh, well, we're gonna be playing Blaster Master. Uh, I think that's a consensus. But um, yeah, I don't really know too much about it. Um, I know. I mean. Actually, the three of us have talked about it a little bit, just kind of giving our initial ideas. But um, uh, from my understanding, it's just kind of like a shooter. It's for the NES, right? Yeah, it's for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, It's kind of just like a scrolling shooter. I don't know too much else about it. Um, I know, Dean, you had told me it kind of like swaps yeah styles yeah it it gets pretty crazy so uh blaster master to your point yeah it's it's a side scrolling shooter at some points but then it goes to like a top down sort of shooting thing at another point uh it's it's really crazy um it's just really neat to see all these different design aspects go into one game because you know you can play a whole game like mario that's the same mechanics all the way through you play a game like this and it just starts switching shit up and it's like what the (laughs) hell man this is crazy um it's it's really cool uh i i'm hoping uh you listeners played along with us uh, so when we come back next week, you know you're 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 ready to listen and you're ready to uh to, you know weigh in on uh, your thoughts. Uh yeah. So guys, do you have anything uh else to add about Blaster Master or Kirby? Um no, just uh yeah. don't don't run around just sucking up and swallowing things and assuming you're gonna gain its powers. Um yeah, top, I mean all top that. We all- I think, Matt, didn't mean you talk about, like, the artwork on Blaster Master. It kind of looked like Doom or something. Can't, I'm trying to pull it up right now. That uh, that front cover. Yeah. yeah it's pretty crazy looking, that's, right? Yeah. Pretty freaky. <laughs> that's, like, that's really the thing of nightmares. It's like a big, yeah. a big toe with, uh, you know, a latte milk <laughs> stain on its, what I believe to be its face and horn. It's weird. It's just, <laughs> I'm not going to sleep. You well said a lot of words, and they didn't really I, seem to make sense. <laughs> Neither does this thing. Look at this. Look at the. You guys it, go it, and look at the cover of Blaster Master if you're not familiar with it, and tell me I'm wrong. It just okay. leads you to believe it's intense. This yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Although I, I will say this. It's, it was developed by Sunsoft, and if I'm remembering correctly from childhood, I remember uh, kind of attaching a stigma to game, game companies like Sunsoft. So I don't know what to expect. Um, young me is like, oh, no, this is going to be crap. But adult me is like, uh, let's see. Let's just give it a go, obviously. So. I don't know. So Sunsoft made bangers. I mean, there they were definitely companies out there that were Looking at what they made because I didn't even know. I'm, I'm about what, to, what too, made. yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm trying. Oh, they to... made they made Mist, or they made the Sega Saturn, I guess, port of Mist. Mm. Yeah, so uh, Fantasy Zone, Fantasy Zone Two, Afterburner. Um, oh, they had all the Batman's. I did like the um, the the first, very very first Batman for Nintendo. Yeah, so I I mean, there there's definitely games that you know probably aren't good that they made but uh there mm. and there's other companies out there that reflect that sort of stigma that you're talking about i think yeah. one of them is uh ljn but Ooh, uh, yeah yeah um <laughs> yeah especially on the nintendo they didn't they didn't make good games but um sunsoft did make some really really good stuff they made a lot of great arcade games uh mm-hmm. i believe i played fantasy zone uh for the pain in the Assathon. And that game was tough as nails, and I never want to do that again. But it was a lot of fun. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel. Well, maybe not that one. We'll, we'll forget <laughs> about that one. Uh, but, yeah, guys, uh, thanks for coming on, talking with uh, me about uh, Kirby. Uh, and I look forward to next episode talking about Blaster Master. And remember, guys, you, you can play Blaster Master along with us. Grab a cart, stick it in your uh, NES. Uh, download it on the Switch because they got that now, and you can play it right on the Switch. And uh, go ahead and tune in uh, next time we're on, which uh, should be in a couple weeks. And uh, for another episode of Cartridge Quest, um, till next time, keep playing games, uh, and we'll catch you in the next episode.